particles of science and engineering it took to recover this gold, gold, gold. Welcome, welcome to the All Gold Everything podcast. My name is Heidi. I'm Sandy. And this is a podcast for people on the come up. Hey, how are you tonight, Sandy? I'm good. Good. You know why I'm good? Why? Because we're on the come up. Because we're on the come up. One of the reasons we're on the come up, we had a whole bunch of announcements to start the show off with. First of all, I got to announce that my girl Tia leveled up my blonde this week and I am feeling it. So if you uh, need some blonde in your life, Tia is at, uh, at have a hair day on Instagram. Check her out. Um, we have some announcements because we are making like some appearances 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 so if you want to catch us while we're out and about we're going to be at a couple of places over the next couple of months one of the first things we're going to be doing have some fun Uh, i mean half the reason we do the podcast is that we can have fun i mean we have fun every week when we get together it's just like such yeah and this is going to be so much additional fun Uh, we're leveling up our fun we're coming up on our fun factor so this is bomb the first thing we're doing i'm going to just do these in chronological order so the first thing that we're doing is um We are having our very first guest on the show next week. March 6th. So that show will record and March 6th. she's so cool. Yes. And we'll record March 6th. We'll drop it March 7th. Her name is Sarah DeFor- DeFor- I should have checked out to say her last name. Sarah DeFornio, who runs the uh, fashion label One Imaginary Girl, was also a contestant on uh, Project Runway. So you're definitely going to want to check out our interview with her. It's going to be so great. We're so excited to have her on the show. First guest ever on the All Gold Everything podcast. So that is like, what? Yay. Um, one of the things that she will be here to promote is some another event that we will be at which is the portland design week yeah portland design week that's fashion that's fashion kids that's fashion we're basically gonna go sit front row at a fashion show (laughs) Mm -hmm. i saw it on real housewives and um i feel like we can do it too yeah i feel like we can really bring we can the fashion show audience we can bring it i'll have to get my nails done there are some things we'll have to do my uh one of my favorite things about this exchange and learning how to get our tickets and be at portland design week is that sandy sent an email to sarah asking if there was any etiquette that was necessary (laughs) because i've never been to a fashion show and i'm like and this is like what is the fashion show etiquette i have literally no idea there's there are going to be some niche things that we will want to be in the know about like that's right things you don't want to fuck up at a fashion show right and i am like very aware of the you can take the girl out of iowa but you can't take the iowa out of the girl kind of narrative that goes on in my life so i uh i want to make sure that i am in in line with all the things that are appropriate for fashion show behavior the third thing that we're committed to that we're going to be at uh, and that we're really excited probably to do some cross oh i just had to double check it's sarah d'onofrio d'onofrio sorry not defornio vincent defornio's from i was going to correct you (laughs) i I was going to correct you immediately but i was like how fucked up would that be if i corrected her and i was wrong so i had to verify it but let's just be clear this is sarah d'onofrio d'onofrio thank you yeah uh and you know we run a little fast and loose with the facts on the show and announcing names is hard vincent defornio is on oh law and order criminal intent oh he's a different person yeah but (laughs) very cool i actually know who he is i don't watch that show but i know who he is wow because because he's um that character is like ubiquitous um interwoven into our culture yeah that's true he's everywhere (laughs) like totally okay but what's sarah's real last name D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, yeah. And you can check out her website, uh, www.oneimaginarygirl.com. And her Instagram handle is at uh, weareoneimaginarygirl. And she's made a couple of items for us. We used a lot of um, her pieces for our, our photo shoot. And so we are wearing a lot of her stuff in our promotional material. We're stoked to have Not her tonight, with though. us. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun to talk to her. It's going to be super fun. And then um, the last thing we're doing that I think we'll probably have an opportunity to do some cross promotion with is we are attending the red dress party in Portland. Yes. Yay! Where your attire must be at least 75% red and, and it, it must be a dress. Must be a dress. Yeah. No matter who you are, mm-hmm. no matter who you are, you must wear a red dress. Mm-hmm. So and it really, it really should be sexy. Mm-hmm. We're stoked on that because we have VIP tickets, so we'll be sitting up there with all the movers and shakers. And also, we're stoked on that because all the proceeds from that go to HIV AIDS uh, Research, Cascade AIDS Project. One of the two. Something, Something like that. like that. <laughs> Fast and loose with the facts, people. <laughs> Do I have to Google that, too? No, you don't have to. Fred will check that for us when we uh, put it on YouTube. I, has, <laughs> is he, has Fred been continuing to check our facts? He has been. And actually, he confirmed that last week we had a discussion about who was the oldest of the Kardashian sisters. Okay. And he confirmed that Chloe is indeed the youngest. Chloe is the youngest. Yeah. yeah. But the oldest soul. 
Uh, the oldest soul, yes, clearly. <laughs> I'm sure, I think you can find that on the Google too. Yeah, and probably part of the, um, a, a large part of the drama machine, of the Kardashian machine. She plays a big a big piece in the puzzle. Just with her poor choices. And, mm. you know, just, <laughs> that's all, Chloe. Um, and then, love yourself. Oh, I didn't even realize that I didn't get to the last one. I was going to do these in chronological order, but I already messed that up. So they're not in chronological order. First of all, we're doing Portland Design Week. Then we're also going to the red dress party. And the third thing is happening March 12th. We've booked a segment. with That's the first thing. March 12th comes first. Well, Sarah, Defor- Sarah D'Onofrio comes first because she's the 6th of March. Oh, okay. That's how it got a little. The okay. red dress party is absolutely a mistake. I definitely did that one wrong in the wrong order. But the uh, the third the the third item on my list, the, the second item to actually be happening is that on the 12th of March, we're headed to K2 Studios to film a segment for Afternoon Live where we will be the relationship experts on set and we will be providing the top three ways to survive a breakup. Yes. Oh, we coming up. We coming up. It's going to be so Now fun. just know that all of this is subject to change. <laughs> <laughs> Everything around here is. So that's all right. But for now, this is what that yeah, looks like. Yeah. So we're stoked on that. Set your DVR or TiVo it or whatever anyone has to do to watch stuff like that these days. Do you- <laughs> Did you Put it just, on demand. Did you just say TiVo? I did, yeah. Does that even, is that even, is that even a thing anymore? It could be. You should Google it. I don't know. Um, I feel like people who have TiVos probably still use them. Like, Mark, do you have a TiVo? Like they kept it? No. This seems like the old kind of, the kind of ancient technology that Mark might have actually. <laughs> Mark is our technology person. I know, but he also seems to have like, much like actually Fred Bushy has an affinity for vintage electronics. I feel like Mark also would have that. So I feel like all the TiVo is probably caught in the middle. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't qualify as vintage electronics. TiVo is still current, isn't it? Is, oh, there we go. Okay. It doesn't qualify. So, so Mark thinks that TiVo is still current. Yeah. I think you guys are both wrong. <laughs> I haven't heard the word TiVo in a good eight to nine years. I, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm going to kind of, I'm going to go with it's current, but I don't think a lot of people use it anymore. I think it like hooked up to the ethernet or something. Like (laughs) I don't even, I don't even think a USB port is on a TiVo. (laughs) Now Fred Bushy will be like, there is a USB port on a TiVo (laughs) and he'll check the one that's in his house. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how we record stuff because we have YouTube TV as our primary streaming thing. And then all I have to do is add a show to your library and it automatically records it. Is that like how Comcast works or regular cable or anything? I don't know. Yeah, it's all digital. Like yeah. you don't need to record anything. You I mean, just pull TiVo, it up on I demand. believe, is digital too, but you need this whole extra piece of equipment for a TiVo. Yeah, but you don't need that anymore, huh? It's all I integrated. Feel, I'm just, <laughs> I'm feeling like it's a little obsolete. But you know, there are a lot of things that I feel like I'm an expert in, but technology is most definitely not one of them. <laughs> and because I have zero interweb. Oh, I can't no bars, Google no bars. A damn thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to continue with the misinformation all night long. <laughs> all yeah, yeah, night yeah. Long. TiVo's obsolete. Chloe's an old soul. What other bullshit am I spouting tonight? Well, let's see. Let me, uh, that's a great segue into our kind of top stories for the evening. Spewing bullshit. Spewing bullshit. One of our favorite friends of the show, Shipadick. Yes. They have a new product out. <laughs> Are you going to talk about the flip-flops? Yes. <laughs> it's brilliant. Mark, Mark has the flip-flops up on the screen. Now, this is, they leave an imprint of a dick, which is like super adorable. And then they actually, I was wondering if like that was just a thing that was on the bottom of them, but they actually are the shape of a dick and you just slide your feet in there. I'm just, I'm ready for those for the next, actually, I'm going to Arizona in the end of March. And I'm going to take a pair of those with me to wear around the resort pool. Footprints in the sand. (laughs) No, so I saw these in reverse order. So I flipped and I saw the Mm flip-flops. And I'm like, well, those make ugly Mm flip-flops. Why would anybody buy dick Mm flip-flops? And then I saw the snow prints. And I was just like, oh, Oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous little penises in the snow. They're amazing. I don't know. Oh, they must have been going to Voodoo Donuts. Actually, those are like size 11s. Those are gorgeous large penises (laughs) in the snow. That is a good, at least a men's size 11. And that's a great photo of them. I mean, it's just like a, I don't know. I'm just obsessed with it. So I'm sure that our um, discount code still works with them. The discount code. See, liked by, look, look. Yeah, liked liked by by the the real real Sandy Sandy J. J. You're welcome. I'm Love a dick it. lover. You are. Um, uh, our promo code definitely still works with Ship a Dick. So if you are on the Ship a Dick website and you decide you need these penis flip flops, these dick flip flops, why would I call them 
they're clearly marketed as dick stuff. I don't know why I throw the P word in there. I think that's me. I think <laughs> I don't know why penis is my first go-to word. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel weird saying dick and mm-hmm. I really struggle with saying cock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's funny. Yeah. Um, okay. A couple of things about that. First I, of all, I wanna- I'm not going to defend this. <laughs> I don't know why. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, well, penis is not my go-to. Dick is definitely my go-to. Yeah. Um, Cause okay. I say dick a lot when I'm talking about people. Like uh, I say, don't be a dick. Why are you being a dick? Yeah. You're a dick. Yes. That's when I use the word dick. Yeah. Is that when you're using it as a noun person, place or thing? Don't be a dick. You are a dick. Why are they being? A- yeah. Use it as a noun. Yeah. 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 But then I think also if you were referring to it as an appendage, it'd be a noun as well. Yeah. I don't know yeah. my grammar well enough. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a person. So it's kind of like a pronoun like do you mm. like to be go by she he them they or dick yeah <laughs> what do you what how do you identify queen. look i'm Actually, just gonna I'm tell gonna go you <laughs> i identify you as dick <laughs> so that's how i use the word dick okay so i do want to talk about that but i want to just get the promo code finished on this so if you <laughs> go to because i have thoughts about all of those ver all of those words um, okay so if you're on ship you decide you must have these dick flip-flops i mean who doesn't who, it's uh, resort yeah. season you know you're going on vacation but I mean, they're, they're not like night. They're not attractive <laughs> footwear. No, Let's, I know. I, know. I mean, you're doing it for the foot, the shock factor. So the yes. beach. Yeah. So wherever snow. you want to go that you want to just blow people's minds with these dick footprints. I mean, it's cold to wear those in the snow. <laughs> Is, I mean, they're a little impractical. Yeah, they are impractical for the snow. That's okay, true. Okay, I'm going to stop. So, I'm okay, so you just go to uh, do you, do you want to put the promo code? <laughs> yeah, I'm dying to get to the promo code because we don't have a card for it, I don't think. So you go to ship a dick and then you put the promo code in and the promo code is all gold pod. Oh my God, there it is. Yes. And it's a 10% discount card. It's a 10%, 15 Holy cows. Mm-hmm. They're giving the farm away over. They're giving the dick away over They're there. Giving the dick away. They're giving the dick away. Anyway, you get a 15% discount when you use the promo code They're all giving gold away pod. the penis. Buy those flip-flops and then send someone a dick anonymously. Just do yourself a favor and do both of those things. Okay, so here's the thing about penis, dick, and cock. Okay. Okay. So first of all, there's <laughs> what you really want to talk yeah, about. I really wanted to get this. <laughs> so first of all, there's this show on uh, it might be Hulu and it's called Penis, but it's spelled P-E-N one five like text language or something like because it's about seventh graders and so the other day jeff and myself and his daughter were sitting around the living room and we're like oh what are we gonna watching watch? penis no, no no we're like what are we gonna watch what are we gonna wholesome, watch wholesome family <laughs> entertainment what are we gonna watch and i'm like oh my god i have been hearing hilarious things about this show pen 15 oh <laughs> that's good i'll never be living that one down jeff's like you mean penis and i'm like what no <laughs> couldn't well, believe I mean, it technically you said it right i did i mean yeah. i'm just a stickler for that stuff yeah um so, but dick is definitely my go-to and cock I do have a tough time with because um, when, the only way that I ever knew was when my father was really fucking mad was when he would call someone a motherfucking cocks. <laughs> and I just- I'm laughing. I'm like, that's so funny. So, it is so, it's like, whatever. I just, I, the, just the, uh, and it wouldn't even be like that he cares about, I'm trying to think about like, you know, it wouldn't even be that he cared about. He just like would be so mad and like the the way he would say the c word. I would be like, <laughs> yeah. So it's not well, when you say the c word. I don't think a cock. Oh, I know. I think yeah. I'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And that's another one of those like. Mm. Is it? I'd almost rather say like, oh, that person's such a see you next Tuesday, than to really say the c word. Yeah, but that's Portland passive aggressive. <laughs> You know. If you need a lesson on Portland Passive Aggressive, listen to last week's episode <laughs> about 20 minutes in yeah. with the Lyft driver story. So there are times when I'm trying to be really sexy mm-hmm. and I'll use the word cock. Oh, yeah. It st- always feels out of character. <laughs> always. Yeah. But sometimes it's fun to be out of character. Yeah, there we go. Do a little role playing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next thing that ha- this has literally nothing to do with dicks or cocks or penises. So we're just going to move into the next topic. Oh, I want to talk about penises some more. You do? What no. else? Oh, okay. <laughs> like lay it on me. <laughs> so um, this week, uh, somebody got on a TriMet bus. No, Ooh. train. TriMet train. Local story. Local story. Local story. Local story. TriMet is the, uh, you know, the public of transportation. Of course, it's a local story. Mm-hmm. Look public at transportation in Portland. Anyway, somebody got on the train here and they had their pet llama named Caesar. And they just brought Caesar on the train like as if it was no big deal. Well, can we talk about the gentleman who has Caesar on mm-hmm. the train? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, please. I feel like he would not name a llama Caesar. He would name it Cesar. Cesar. I agree. Definitely okay. a Cesar. I'm with you on but that. But he looks like his llama. <laughs> does look like his llama his argument for bringing the llama on the train was that like usually it makes people smile you can see the woman next to the llama she looks a little nervous but she is smiling technically maybe Mm -hmm. anxiously um and so he was like you know eventually he was asked to get off the train with the llama or whatever and he was like well every time i take the llama anywhere makes people smile well i uh, mean how do we know cesar is not a service llama well, he does not have any service llama designation gear on him. I don't know <laughs> that they make vests large enough for llamas. He's not wearing a vest. But this reminds me, have you ever been on, I mean, have you ever been on public transit and something... <laughs> been uncomfortable? Yes. Yes, been uncomfortable. <laughs> but had an so experience much. with some kind of animal being on public transit? Mm, I don't think so, no. I, will tell I mean, you. I think there have been service dogs and mm-hmm. that's not a problem. Mm-mm. I got on a crowded bus downtown to come home one day after work when I was still working downtown and I get on the bus and I'm like midway back on the bus and I look up at the front of the bus and it's packed because it's like four o'clock people it's the commuting hours you know mm-hmm. so it's like people are jammed on this bus and it's a major thoroughfare and I'm in the middle of the bus and I look up and I see this woman kind of like looking around and I see a giant rat crawl out of her the front of her shirt and just like crawl onto her arm and I was like ah and everyone was just acting like it was so cool. Like it was definitely not a service rat. It was not on a leash. <laughs> it might have been a service rat. The requirements are loose. They're they are. real loose. Talk about playing fast and loose with requirements. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a service rat. I'm just giving the rat the benefit of the doubt. It was wild. It got out of her shirt. It crawled onto her arm and then crawled over the back of her neck and down the other arm. And I and everyone was just playing it cool. Like no big deal. Everyone sees a woman with a rat on the bus every single day. I freaked out. Was it like a street rat? It was like it looked was pretty it like dirty. She Master looked, Splinter. <laughs> well, I mean, if it would have had Master Splinter's gear on, then we would have shifted into like a whole different level of rat adoration yeah. or weirdness. But, but he's definitely a street rat. This was a, clearly a street rat. She looked like she'd seen better days. This was a giant fucking rat, and everyone was just like playing it cool, like no big deal. So I took a deep breath. And I was like, ah! <laughs> and I stepped back and everyone was, could not, nobody, people were looking at me like I was weird for stepping two or three feet back. And then I actually had to get off on the next stop. I was like, I'm just going to have to take a different bus. I really, you know, that rat was not vaccinated. No, that, <laughs> I'm going to need to see your paperwork. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that rat was, I don't believe that rat was a service rat. And I do not believe that that rat was vaccinated. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, I wanted to give our listeners an update on your Wildwood end to end. You're coming. You're so close. How does it feel? It's good. It's just happening. It's all happening. I mean, we got there in the snow. This, you know, it's been like school's been delayed every day this week, canceled today for a dusting of snow, but it is fucking cold outside. You know, I really struggled um, commuting to work today. It was quite icy. So I actually support um, PPS's decision to cancel school today. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we've been out like, you know, rain or shine. That was like part of the purpose of why I wanted to do it. And my initial email I sent out mm-hmm. is like, let's get out in the cold together and blah, blah, blah. Um, not a lot of together happening. Mm-hmm. However, I do have a 20 miler tomorrow that I will be joining um, one of my co-runners for. So that'll be nice. Who's so we'll be out. You? Tanner and I right. will be out in the snow mm-hmm. yet again. Mm-hmm. He's been, he's back to being my soulmate, mm-hmm. my S-O-L-E mate. Oh, cool. Um, and we have been, we hit a 22 mile. No, we did another 20 miler together, mm-hmm. you know, snow, snowy, icy trail. And um, that'll probably be a lot like what the conditions are tomorrow. So we're going to do it. We just do it. We just we fucking just do, do it. it. That's half the battle. Yeah. And you know That's what? how you end up on Afternoon Live. You just yeah. do it. Yeah. And what I have to say is like the training has been fine. And um, the last two miles of every long run have not been fine. And yeah. that's just like, I don't know what that deal is. It's like, Oof. I've had a really hard last two miles of every run. But then it's like, well, that means that it, like, I'm really doing great. Yeah, all the way up to the last two miles. So it even though it seems like a real long two miles, it's actually like pretty wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And well, aside from reconnecting with your SOLE mate, Tanner, you have another new running buddy. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, of me. course. Um, yeah. 
little uh, Mr. Weebay Barksdale mm-hmm. at Weebay underscore Barksdale made it out to the trail with me for some hill repeats yeah. this week. And that was a pretty slowy, snowy, sloshy, mm-hmm. really muddy day out on the trail. And he was a bit of a princess, but <laughs> we just had like a short little 15 minute run up to Holman Lane together. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I'll just do my hill repeats and he could just, you know, do whatever he wants while I'm running up and down the hill. Mm-hmm. And he essentially was like walking alongside me while I was running uphill. <laughs> So, (laughs) and sometimes he'd just wait for me and then sprint, but he was a real diva about the mud, real (laughs) diva about, he did not want to go through the big mud I actually should have forwarded the video that Sandy sent to me to Mark because Sandy sent me a video of him getting ready to go and she's like, he's nervous and he was howling. He was, he did, it did seem like he knew something was coming. Yeah. He gets this weird paralysis when he's scared and he won't move and he'll just like start to moan and then break into howl. Aw, poor buddy. I have a photo of him wrapped in a blanket that's really cute and it yeah. was like he was in his paralysis he would not move he was just standing there with oh, the and blanket you put a crown on him yeah oh, well really that cute. was a digital crown uh, yeah but um but yeah it was like he he probably stood there with that blanket around him for about 10 minutes just in in his fear paralysis <laughs> he's a cutie he's a cutie check him out at weebay barksdale at weebay underscore barksdale.com no at webay underscore barksdale no dot com did I say dot com I know I no I'm just throwing it fast and loose with everything tonight um okay so one of the things skittles are going to my head (laughs) you know what there is a bag of spicy skittles there's a black bag of skittles now that's like spicy and fruity that I'm like kind of tempted to experiment with but these don't get it get it oh get it but these this purple bag of skittles is like my spiritual home I don't know would you eat spicy skittles um I would try them but I have to tell the truth. My spiritual home is the red bag of Skittles. Mm. Like they're just my always going to be my favorite. Wow. I thought you had to shoot them for these because of the red ones in here. Hmm. I mean, they are special, but like everything wild cherry, I just get tired of it and I'm waiting for the next blast of amazing wild cherry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, while you were out, I think this was Sunday because you were out running with Weebay on Sunday. I watched the Oscars. Did you spend any time watching the Oscars? No. Okay. It was pretty boring. The fashion was like kind of interesting. I didn't even send any pictures. The most interesting thing, I'm sure you've seen this, was Lady Gaga. I haven't actually seen it, but <laughs> it was brought to my attention in the very best way. Okay. Uh, how was it brought to your attention? Oh, I posted a photo of my lover slash husband slash life partner slash soulmate. And somebody at work to me is like, I just think that you and your husband are like Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper oh at the my Oscars. God, that's sweet. So I've I've been compared one other time in my life to a celebrity couple. Uh-huh. And it was Nicole and OJ. So, <laughs> oh my God. so this is a real come love, up. This is a real come up. You're on the come up. I am. I am. I have. I have came the fuck up. You know what I said? <laughs> I said, you know what? I know that I'm not supposed to say this, but I am going to rest on my laurels just for a minute. Yeah, because you come the fuck up. I've come the fuck it's, up. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, the internet is melting over this picture of Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. They sang their song in the shallows for. The first or shallow or whatever uh, for the first time together uh, on live TV. Uh, uh, now, uh, yeah, people, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I didn't really didn't mean to cut you off. No, I actually no, thought no. you were going to continue. While I could. I, I could keep okay. going. You, you keep talking. Now, uh, long-time uh, listeners uh, of the show know that we love Lady Gaga. We're committed uh, to her. Oh we're God. fans. Mm-hmm. We gave her a little bit of shit a couple weeks ago for the Botox, and well, it, even it, here, it's, it's like not, a, it's it's Botox, but that's not just oh, the all. Fillers. There's filler. Yeah. In her cheeks, in her lips, and mm-hmm. I don't know who she is. I yeah. don't know who that woman is. Well, it's really interesting because uh, on her Instagram today, she had also posted a picture of her like getting ready for Oscars, where she was just wearing the Tiffany necklace and she had like no makeup on her face, and she looked so beautiful. Well, that's what fillers will do. Yeah. It's just I woke up like this. Well, so in this picture with Bradley Cooper, but she was beautiful when she had like her God-given face. Yes. Uh, this picture of Bradley Cooper is melting the Bradley Cooper and her is melting the internet because they sang this duet together. They have this like super tender moment. She recently mm-hmm. broke up with her fiance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just kind of look like they're in love right there. Right the, there. They're both actors. <laughs> the best eye roll from Sandy. <laughs> so Lady Gaga is definitely in love with Bradley, Bradley Cooper. I agree. I agree. And what I don't know, she thanked him in her acceptance speech. She said like, she she couldn't have done it without him. He was a perfect person to sing with her ever since Mm -hmm. he, um, ever since this movie came out, 
Bradley Cooper fawning over him in every media. Mm-hmm. And I think it was I was listening to the Heather McDonald podcast and she called it before anybody mm. did. She's been saying it for a long time. Lady Gaga's in love with Bradley Cooper. Every interview she says, when everybody told me no, Bradley Cooper said yes. Ah, and yeah. um and it's true and ever since they ever since they were doing press for Stars Born she has been gaga over Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. Now Mike and then, for Cooper. And so when she called off her engagement, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, it's very clear. Now what I want to know and what I want to know what you think is where does Bradley Cooper stand on this? Well, this was really interesting because at the show, he was seated and the, they were all in the front row, right? So it was him and then it was his girlfriend. And then it was his her. baby mama. They yeah, they're child. having a baby and they're having another one. Oh. Now I saw a headline yesterday or something. I didn't click on it. I couldn't be bothered, but I saw a headline that said that they're having another baby. So Fred can check us on that fact because it, that is definitely playing fast and loose, but I think they have a second baby on the way. And so it was him and then her and then Lady Gaga and then maybe and another woman that was there with Lady Gaga, like a matronly woman, like someone who was much, much older than her, like a mother or an aunt or, or something. Or just didn't get the filler or appointment. <laughs> just couldn't get or squeezed Or like an older in. friend or something. Yeah. Like somebody came along with Lady Gaga when it was clear that she wasn't going to be bringing her fiance along, you know? So... <laughs> She was like, I just broke up with my fans. They uh, want to come to the Oscars. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there is something uh, great about just wailing that wail in the car along with this I'm song. I'm in the deep end. Yes, Sandy. Got a little skittle so. in my throat. <laughs> Watches that dive in. We should review it now. Five stars. Five stars. 100 out of 100 would listen again. Um, so... <laughs> So anyway, um, it was weird because they did hold hands at one stage across his girlfriend, his baby mama, which fuck that yeah. shit. <laughs> I feel like fuck that. Yeah, that would make me mad. You know, that, that baby would make me mad. that baby mama needs to give me a call mm-hmm. because you know, oh, she should send us a DM. You know, this reminds me of another time in my history. It uh-huh. hasn't been used in a long time. Yeah. That I've used the word dick. Uh-huh. And it is, so back in the day, there was this term going around KBIC. Okay. And us ladies, we changed it to KDIC. Okay. And it stands for keep dick in check. Yeah. You got to keep that dick in check. <laughs> I love that. We should have opened the show, a podcast for people who want to keep KDIC. That's Next right. week. Next yeah. week. Uh, yeah, I agree. It seemed, um, I. it was blatant enough, the chemistry between the, so even if he's not in love with her, they clearly have some chemistry. She's obviously all the way in on Bradley, you know, Lady, Coop, Lady Gaga's all the way in on Bradley Cooper. I mean, I just feel like it was just so... I felt pretty bad for his baby mama because like, just like, you know, he could have been a little more like mindful of her. Yeah. So I think definitely most likely I agree with Heather McDonald who called it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Lady Gaga's in love with Bradley Cooper, but also as a long time Gaga fan, Mm -hmm. I feel like I know Lady Gaga. Okay. And she's an emotional woman. Mm -hmm. She wears what she's feeling at the moment yeah. on her sleeve. And she's very um, into outwardly shows of love. Mm-hmm. And um, so if anybody is, so she's not going to be able to keep it to herself if she's in love with him. Yeah. Yeah. He has a baby mama on his arm who now has to go to, who never used to go to any of his shit right, with him. Now has to go and to now has it. to go to try to get right in the middle, trying to keep KDIC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he can't show it the way she is. Right. So I suspect just based on human nature that uh-huh. even though he's looking like he's the reserved one, mm-hmm. that man is not innocent. Sandy. I love it. Oh my God. You are a genius. That's my suspicion. Oh! And I would not be you surprised if in a couple months yep. we have a breakup between him and his lady. Yeah. And like a new Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt moment. Yeah. Happening. I mean, the world's kind of ready for a new one of those anyway. It's yeah. about the clock is ticking on that. It's time. And I completely agree with you. I'm a thousand percent on board. And I feel like I do love, I mean, it's kind of mean, but I do love nothing more than calling a good breakup. If you will recall, I said that Kim and Kanye would be divorced by February 14th by Valentine's Day, which did not happen. But Khloe Kardashian's relationship fell apart, which I feel like is a good second runner up to that. <laughs> So, let's well, good for you. <laughs> yeah, that needed to break up though mm-hmm. because this was mm-hmm. long time coming. Mm-hmm. Long time coming, Chloe. So, I really love think, yourself, Chloe. I think you're right. Me. Should we put like a um should we put a, a date on this? When do you think that Bradley Cooper will be When do you I think don't know. we'll have I this said Brad a couple Pitt? months. Mm. So, and they're going to wait till this this like settles Summer. down a little be bit. June. Yeah. June will be four months. That Arizona sky. <laughs> Burning in your eyes. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. This is uh, switching gears from entertainment to criminality. 
tell me how you feel about this. Uh, Vice.com is reporting that there is a group in the UK called the Vacuum Cleaner Gang. Yes. Yes. And what they are doing is they've stolen a hundred. VCG. <laughs> VCG KDIC. There we go. It's like, uh, what's the part from Boys to Men? ABC, BBD or whatever. ABC, BBD. Is that what they say? AB, I don't even know if they say know. ABC. It's like Bo- Motown Philly. At the end of Motown Boys Philly. Boys like, to Men, ABC, BBD. BBD. The East Coast family. Mm-hmm. Never missed a beat. VCG KDIC. I think it's because it's ABC. Um... <laughs> Do you really know what those letters stand yes, for? I do. Oh my god! Yes. Um, but I like. I was gonna say already been chewed, but that's gum. Already that's been chewed. Gum. <laughs> that's not. Anyway, let's keep it going. Okay. Anyway, so these guys have stolen 150 thousand U.S. dollars out of um, parking meters. Uh, you can do better. I, I I agree. They need more powerful suction. 150 thousand. They're using Dyson vacuums, and one of them has a drill, and they go to this like super rich part of the U.K., and then somebody drills a hole in the um in the fucking what's it called the parking street meter and then the other guys suck out all the change with the Mm. high-powered dyson vacuums oh that is a low yield operation man (laughs) i know it does mean you probably have to do a lot of change they are so first of all you have to cover your dyson costs and then you have to roll all those quarters i mean and then you have to figure out a way to like launder the quarters no i'm not really feeling this approach to money making (laughs) no and no low yield high uh low yield and uh high High intensity, high. Uh, uh, I don't. What am I trying to say? Whatever. It's hard. Know. It's hard. Hard it's a work. Lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. You can just get a job. I just, I just really, I was kind of here for it. I just want them to be making. Now that we've talked about that, now that you brought that to my attention, I just want them to be making more. F- I want yeah. Them, I mean, they work hard for their money. I mean, it's a musical this show is tonight, like people. a real old school <laughs> approach to crime. I mean, in the this is like in a the drill world, hole in the bottom of the safe yeah. and just wait for the, in the world of of you know like internet fraud and you know ev- all the ways that we can yeah, steal money electronically, steal yeah. right? Yeah, and and even parking meters are now you yeah, know going electronic. going electronic. Mm-hmm. So to to be using a vacuum cleaner to suck out change uh-huh. is real old school but the dollar's not worth that much anymore mm-hmm. so like that it's just it's, it's low well, yield well that's man. the other thing is actually it's 100,000 British pounds but the Brexit situation is happening in <laughs> less than a month and so 100,000 British pounds may soon be worth like nothing I mean it's gonna be that's gonna be a whole another nightmare but we won't talk about it because it'll be boring <laughs> I do know a dog named Brexit we could oh, talk about cute. him he's very cute <laughs> is he on Instagram he, is his handle at Brexit he's he doesn't have his own account just oh, his God. okay um so then this is the last kind of um current event story and I think we're doing pretty good on time I want to talk about it there is a city in Florida Florida you know Florida gets a pretty bad rap as it should because there are all these crazy stories that come out of like only in Florida right it's like kind of the general response there's a town in Florida called Wilton Manor it has 11,000 people and it has the distinction of being the first city town whatever in the United States where the government is entirely LGBTQ identified okay yeah I was just, as I was just saying that's that. That's nice. A small town mm-hmm. that's progressive. Yeah. I in like Florida. it. Yeah. I small like town, it. Progressive and in Florida. Nice. So I feel like that kind of redeems. Because there's some real scary rural shit <laughs> happening in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. Yes. So I I'm good. Agree. I'm good for this. I'm wondering if maybe we should send them the LGBTQ ship we should to their like city hall or something we definitely should just to say like yay not to like I hope it wouldn't be taken the wrong way it would definitely be a celebratory because it has that's I can't the one that, imagine it would be taken the wrong way yeah because that's the one that has the, pri- I mean, the big rainbow confetti or the big rainbow a large uh, beautiful penis <laughs> how could this be taken the wrong way maybe we should do like what ship addicted to us where they sent us the box of all the stuff and maybe we should send them like the wind up toy the flip flops because they're in Florida oh yeah the flip flops we got to send them the flip flops. We got to work on that. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was a really sweet story and I feel like it redeems Florida a little bit. Yeah. Go in Florida. A, in one small way. Mm-hmm. So we're at the stage of the show where we're Florida shifting Florida person. In. It's not Florida man. Florida man. It's Florida person. <laughs> Florida person. Uh, we had actually, we had an interaction with some guys that do a podcast in Florida and it is Florida men on Florida man. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, we uh, reviewed and rated their show and. They did the same for us, and I listened to a couple episodes. Oh, did you? Yeah. At first, I didn't understand the name. I, that was my only feedback. Florida men on Florida man. Yeah, Florida yeah. men on Florida man. And yeah. so when I and it's F M O F M is like they're you know like where A G P or A G E. It's kind sometimes. of brilliant. It is brilliant. And so I didn't realize until I listened to the show, and it's like five best buddies 
you know, talking about Florida, man. And they talk about all this stupid crime in Florida. So they're kind of a crime podcast, but they're kind of a best friend podcast. Florida men on Florida, man. It's not Florida, man. It's not like Florida, man. You That's know? not what it is. Oh, no, it's Florida men on Florida, man. No, it's on, it's Flor- <laughs> Florida, man. Like Florida man found dead with a cock up his asshole. <laughs> Florida man. Oh, like that. With finger up alligators. <laughs> that's not uh, that that's not where you're going with that. Uh, that's what they mean. Oh, I was thinking yeah. like Florida man on uh, Florida, Florida man, man on bath salts. Shake your head. Bite somebody's face uh, off. Okay. All right. Well, still. Yeah. Because the, the joke is like every like ridiculous crime comes out of Florida and it always right. starts as Florida man. Yes, it does. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So thank you for explaining that to me. Got you guys. <laughs> I got your back. Sandy's got you. She'll, she'll carry you on her back. Don't you worry. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to move into the, our main segment on the show, our personal development segment, our segment where we talk about something. A little more personal, and today's that Arizona sky. Today's segment is about adventure. Burning in your eyes. (laughs) You want to kick us off on this segment? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll have a go at it. Yeah, Um, I love adventure, but I don't get a lot of adventure in my life. I do a lot of showing up to work and showing up to like regular shit. Yeah. Um, So you schedule your adventure. Has to be planned in advance, generally. Well, I've recently had this epiphany. Mm-hmm. I've had a life growth moment that happened Love on it. Valentine's Day. Yeah, and I guess the the I should not have just put a skittle in my mouth. <laughs> the backstory is that um, part of my um, dating and falling in love with my husband was mm-hmm. at a time in my life where I was really on the launch pad to thinking I was going to have more adventures in my life. I mm. my daughter was off to college. That's right. Yeah, and. I was starting to travel to run long races. Yep. To fun places. That rhymed. (laughs) Um, And so, like, we talked a lot from the very beginning of our relationship about these adventures we're going to go on together. Yeah, yeah. And we went to Paris, and we ran a marathon, and we really kind of, like, held this um, as an ideal in Mm -hmm. our relationship. Mm -hmm. And... um, so we've always been kind of like, and then when we can go on our adventures. <laughs> well, um, you guys got an adventure car this year, so that yeah. kind of helps. That helps with like closer in adventure, you know, like yeah. drivable adventures. Yeah. So what happened was, was after Paris and after falling deep in love and after getting off, and we did go on some like incredible yeah. other adventures mm-hmm. I won't bore you with, but life started happening. Mm-hmm. Like some really hard life shit happened and we mm-hmm. had to like sort of handle business around home. Mm-hmm. And then we got married and we got into this sort of like um when you guys renovated a home yeah yeah you guys had like life life yeah. got really like lifelike yeah and um lots of stuff happened and we we were always kind of looking out beyond this beyond what's next then we can have our adventures mm-hmm. beyond this mm-hmm. we can start having our adventures and um over thanksgiving we had a really nice um just kind of like romantic quiet connected um did i say thanksgiving you did Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Also a day to be really grateful if you're me. Um, <laughs> um, I like we we kind of like had this I, I bought him this card and I picked it up and I and I usually make him cards, but mm-hmm. I picked it up and I bought it immediately because it said, You're the greatest adventure. Mm-hmm. It's something like you you are the greatest adventure yeah. in my life. And what I really realized is these past couple years, we've been on an adventure yeah and our life together and our growth together Mm. really is actually quite an adventure sure and um and it really kind of took away this um like yearning for an imaginary Mm. like obsession over an imaginary future is the way I like to phrase it yeah and it really was able to bring me back to be present and um, like really grateful for the moment, like as if it were Thanksgiving, but it was Valentine's, <laughs> but it was Day. Valentine's Day. Well, I love that you brought it back to kind of the emotional adventure. Yeah. Because um, when we, when you texted me this topic, you, you know, you talked a little bit about physical adventure and then about emotional adventure. And I spent a lot of my day to day thinking about the emotional adventure and I was worried that I had misunderstood your messaging, but I love that idea. I, I think uh, Jeff and I are having some of a similar experience, which is uh, that that we are doing some emotional adventuring ourselves. And for me, what that looks like is um, like really being willing to develop some deep intimacy, you know? So I, and that's here, I'm going to give you an example. So often I like, I'm trying to get better about being like, here's what I'm talking about. 
I've been giving her assignments. I know. I feel bad. <laughs> no, it's good. It's really, really good. So you don't have to though. No, no. I want and I want to talk about this on the show today. So one of the things that has probably been the biggest one of uh, a big challenge for me to talk about with my husband as a stepmom who has no biological kids of her own is step parenting. And here is why. And I don't know. And this could be entirely my own narrative. But I often feel like if I had a biological kid and anyone said anything about them ever. I would probably lose my mind. <laughs> you yeah. know, there's a protective aspect. Right. To it. I just, yeah. I can only imagine kind of the papa bear or mama bear response to having a person who you love and everything like that, but say like, Oh, by the way, maybe we should do X, Y, or Z more, or maybe there should be more structure or this or whatever. Right. So I have, um, so there's tons of, there is a ton of literature about step parenting and I've been entirely unwilling to really read any of it, but I'm having my lived experience doing it. And like, it's feeling generally pretty good. I'm learning a lot of lessons and there are like a lot of um, slices to the pie of step parenting for me. So sometimes there's fear. Sometimes there's uh, worry. Sometimes there's annoyance. Sometimes there's joy. You know, there are a lot of different feelings that go with it. But this one particular area has been very, I have put, I have made it off the table for discussion because I have been like, if the shoe were on the other foot, I know I would feel so protective. I don't know if we would get anywhere, you know? And so I really in the last probably six weeks have become willing to talk to my husband about like, you know, there, uh, this has been off the table for me because of a narrative I've constructed around how you might react to it. And here's what I think. I want to talk to you a little bit about parenting. And, you know, his response was like, so open and loving and kind. He was like, like, we're the team. You know, I had a little concern about the power dynamics in our home. And like, then I really got way out there of what that might look like in 15 years, you know, or 10 years or whatever. Um, and you know, but that's the adventure, (laughs) but that's the adventure. And he was just so gracious about like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm confused about why you wouldn't think you could talk to me about this was really his first thing. And then also, and then uh, his next thing was like, we're the team, you know, you always have an adult Trump card. Anytime you think that like, there's something you want to do, just be like, I'm the adult, this is what we're doing. And I'm like, I really needed to have that conversation with him to allow myself some permission to do that. Because I was so afraid that if I brought this thing up about parenting, it would turn into a me versus them situation, you know? And, um, and so, and then on top of that, I was concerned my one of my deep like soul level work fears is around like if I'm going to create some kind of crack between us that I'm never going to be able to really fix, you know? Um, and so he and I have been on kind of this, you know, recently a, a more emotional adventure than I ever thought we would be on because, you know, it's kind of the same thing, even though life, life is busy for us. Um, but it's like pretty steady generally, you know, and it's like, Oh, this, and we take care of this on the daily and we do this on the daily and whatever. And I don't really think about the kind of emotional adventure that we need to go on to be having an adventure mm-hmm. where we don't have to always be like, Oh, when we go to here or when we go here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's just the, the things that transpire as we are just doing us mm-hmm. is the adventure. We built a house. We it's amazing. You know, we got a dog. <laughs> Actually, we went I on love- a road trip. Like in hindsight, like like that, we weren't planning it. Like, oh, this is going to be our great adventure, right? But the greatest adventure of my life. Yeah. I did not know I was signing up for an adventure, <laughs> and it was raising a child. Yeah. Like it. Um investing in relationships no matter whether it's something we choose or Mm -hmm. or not choose or would have or would not have whatever you know is what kind of brings us into this unexpected adventure Uh and I think that it absolutely is an adventure and it's one you can't plan no you can't get the right hotel Uh -uh, no you can't map out the huts on Mm -hmm. the trail and you know I like to plan yeah and it's just something that you are on yeah no matter what and if you're and if you're aligned and you're with the right people and doing the right mm-hmm. things, it'll be an excellent adventure. That's totally true. It could be a real shitty adventure if you're Khloe Kardashian. <laughs> well, or if you're like hanging on real tight, right? I yeah. mean, part of the or adventure is, it. you know, yeah. being in the flow of it. I, the mm-hmm. one thing I was going to say to interrupt, which now I feel silly, yeah. was that your home remodel was so amazing that I do feel like I'm going to pitch us to Dwell <laughs> Magazine and then we'll do an all gold spread, all gold everything spread in Dwell Magazine at your home to feature it because it's so awesome. <laughs> Joey would love that. It's his baby. All right. 
right. Well, since I've become a master at pitching things, I'll just add <laughs> that. Uh-huh. I'll just add that to the list. But um, so that completely digresses from the conversation about adventure. But I mean, I, I really I am glad that you crystallized it for me and our listeners in that way, where it's like you know to really acknowledge the emotional adventure takes away some of that obsession about physical adventure. It will. It will. If when we go on this then we'll relax and have deep, you know, then we'll relax and like really connect Mm -hmm. when, you know, and that's the other thing too about the, when we do, when we go on this or when we do this in the future, it's like, then it comes. I just had this, I had a realization about this this week because I'm going to the Peloton headquarters in, that's right. In May. I'm going. It's the will first you be back for the red dress party? I will, um, okay. because that's the 17th and this is the second. And I'm Perfect. going the second of May. And you know what? Uh, Jeff and I are going to go, and it's just going to be us. And I booked us. Um, we're taking a red eye on Wednesday night, so we're arriving Thursday morning. And I fucking booked us first class seats. Of course you did, because I was like, you know what? I'm. I we're we're doing this. We're going on this trip. We're going to go. We're going to stay in Midtown Manhattan. We're going to stay at the hotel that we're supposed to stay at. We're and just going to go sleep on that plane. We're going to sleep on the plane for the win. For the win. We're going to wake up rested. Lay flat seats. Hell yeah. Seven hour flight. Red eye. Yes. If there ever was a time to up to do it, we're doing it. And honestly, it was still very reasonable for first class flights. It was, I was surprised. So anyway, the whole point being, I was talking to my business coach, Carrie, about that. And I was like, you know, I just... I don't want to wait to do New York like that till I'm 70 because it won't, you know, it's like, I want to, I want to do it now yeah. while we can't, like, I am not really interested. There are so many people that put off all of the adventure, all of the physical adventuring, mm-hmm. um, whether or not they're doing the emotional adventuring, they put off all the physical adventuring until they're 70 and then like they retire and then they find out they're sick, you know, or they find no. out, you know, whatever. It's- and so it's like, you know, let's just, then was- they fall off a stool or then they <laughs> break her wrist. Then they're incapacitated or like they can't walk miles and miles like they can in their thirties, you know, or their forties when they're like so mobile or whatever. And I just feel like, you know, a colleague of mine that I used to work with, um, always said, you know, it's really a shame that we can't just live our retirement first from the time we're like 20 to 35. Oh no, that would be so fucked up. <laughs> no. That would be so I don't fucked know if up. I'd really like Cause then it's like you work and you die. And then you the work suicide rate <laughs> would skyrocket. <laughs> Yeah, you just it's do terrible your retirement. Idea. <laughs> <It's> a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I I don't know, but I do know that I appreciate that when I am willing to have the emotional adventure, some of that um, persistence or the um, intensity around like needing to go somewhere so that we can connect or needing to do this so that kind of dies down a little bit when I can acknowledge that there's a couple of different kinds and then you know really realizing that we're in the middle of it too right I mean like you're right parenting step parenting is a huge adventure on all on its own um and like just kind of navigating some of the everyday stuff that we do is like is big deal you know well the hard part for me is um as somebody who has always been really good at being like setting a goal and this is what I want so it's really easy to think about well if I want to you know circumvent navigate Mont Blanc this Mm. is just what I have to do and I have to request the time off and I have to pay for this and I have to do this but when it comes to what I am realizing is the true adventure in life Mm. it's heavily reliant on relationships Mm. and I am somebody who doesn't care for relationships (laughs) no I do do have two friends no I I do care for relationships but like the thought of like the thought of not being able to do it alone mm-hmm. is a little bit scary for me Yeah, to be like, well, really to have like the, the purest expression of myself in my life with regard to what I'm realizing ad- adventure is mm-hmm. it, it really does rely on well relationships with the people around me. Yeah. And, um, and that's actually a hard pill for me to swallow. Yeah. Cause it is a little like, uh, it, it takes less effort to just do it on your own. Yeah. I know what I like. I don't have to coordinate any, anyone's schedule. I can do this. I don't have to rely on anyone else. I only have to else. buy one ticket. Yeah. I get to make all the decisions. I, yeah. you know, whatever. But uh, I, I like that, you know, that some, that it is enriched. And I do think there are some of those adventures that we do on our own. Yeah. You know, like you've yeah. done plenty of them before meeting Joey. You'll probably do some, you know, you'll do some post meeting Joey. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like when I think about my life, like mm-hmm. I, I actually do see my whole life and development as quite an adventure. Yeah. Um, it, it really has been. And I think that we'll look back at, at this podcast that we're doing 
I mean, if we even stop right now and we look back, what an adventure it's been, right? Crazy, yeah. So it's it's the same thing. And and so definitely pieces of my story that are actually my adventure, I have done alone because I've, I have had to. Sure. Um, but there were always people there. I was mm-hmm. never solely alone. And all of my alone achievements or my alone growth moments, there was always people there. Mm-hmm. I've never been completely alone. Yeah. Um, so... So I don't know that, I mean, I think that, yeah, you can plan a trip if you want to go on a, on a solo trip, which mm-hmm. I think is a great idea. Yeah. Um, that can be planned alone, but there's always going to be the people, people in the there. background supporting you, mm-hmm. listening to you, yeah. reading what you blogged about, right. you know, in, in lots of different contexts um, around that, you know, specific adventure. Yeah. I was thinking <sighs> this is... <laughs> <laughs> you have some pretty good people around you to be adventuring with. Oh my God. The look of, <laughs> um, I was going to say, this is a, not quite a serious piece of the adventure discussion. And I'm trying to think of an answer for my own, for myself. Um, is there something that you and Joey do for one another when you travel? That is like a thing that you're like, Oh, every time we travel, he picks me up a chocolate donut when we land or I don't know, something like that. Is there like anything that Joey does that really like helps you feel a sense of comfort and ease when you guys travel together, when you adventure together? I I don't think that the, Oh, this isn't really answering your question, but there is something that Joey does when we travel together Uh that I think is just adorable. So Uh Joey is a world traveler. Mm -hmm. He's traveled all over the world. Um, and he's been on a lot of airplanes. Yeah. A lot of long flights yeah. in his life. <laughs> when he gets on a plane, he unpacks all of our snacks and he puts them. <laughs> he basically moves in. He unpacks. He puts all of our snacks, all of our books, all of our electronics and like just organizes the, the little front oh, compartment. Really he takes off his shoes. He puts on his slippers and he just like makes himself at home. And it is like so adorable. That's and I'm like, sweet. that's my worldly boo. Um, I love that he does that for you with yeah. your snacks and your books and your electronics. Yeah, that's but honestly, one. like he just always does everything for me. Me in life, so it would really be hard for him to like do something special for me when we travel. I can't think of it. I operate. I perform surgery on our pillows. Uh-huh. I do that for him. Oh, okay. When you get to somewhere, or yes, tell me because I'm not I quite hate sure what you mean. A fluffy, uh, ultra fluffy hotel pillow. <laughs> So I have to do surgery on the pillows for both of us. What do you mean? I surgery? Like pull out half the stuffing. <laughs> I Sandy! poke a micro hole oh and I pull God. out half the stuffing so that we can sleep. I didn't even know that that was like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. That's also really adorable. And you do that for him. Yeah. That's really yeah. cute. Uh, one of the things that Jeff does for me is that anytime we go anywhere, he knows, you also know this about me. I hate navigating. Yeah. There's like an anxiety. Like, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Well, you have a good reason for that. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, I do. I just, I You're under it. fire. I'm being under pressure about like, oh my God, we're going to miss a turn. We're going to, I just, I hate it. So anytime we drive anywhere, or like get a rental car, um, I'm always like, don't fuck up. <laughs> I, always, I do not say that. I asked Jeff, I said, do you know where we're going? And he's like, yes, I'm taking care of getting us there. And I always just love that because like, oh, great. I don't have to MapQuest. Oh my God, MapQuest. What is, my brain is stuck in 1992. I said TiVo and MapQuest tonight. I don't <laughs> No, this really is a current (laughs) podcast. We just talked about the the Oscars and Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. (laughs) I promise it's current. Do you recall when we had to map, you had to map quest the directions before and then you had to print them out? Oh, my, my dad. Oh my God. Um, I had a Tom Tom. I got my brother one of those when he first moved to San Antonio. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Um, okay, so one of the things he does is that he will do, he'll take care of all the navigation so I don't have to worry. Like, And then I always, even though I know he's going to take care of it, I always ask him and he always says, yeah, I'm going to take care of this, you know, and I'm always like, oh, God, yes. yes. And then he does, um, you know, he is very, like, early adapter on the electronics stuff. He loves to have, like, oh, you know, noise-canceling headphones or, like, all the kind of, especially recharging technology. He's obsessed with, like, the recharging blocks and all that stuff. So he always packs all of our electronics, and then he packs all the recharging blocks and makes sure that we have all the cords we need and, like, it's amazing. I'm like, yeah. thank you. How is my phone magically charged right now? Yeah. Oh, so you're awesome. essentially describing my life. Yeah. Like, I don't have to do shit anymore. <laughs> I love you, boo. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so good. It's nice. It's really nice because nice. you know what? I did fucking everything for a really fucking long time. And yeah. you know what? It's nice to not do it all. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. That's it's one of the benefits of marriage. There's pros and cons to getting married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I guess you could not be married and have the same thing. So mm-hmm. there's pros and cons to like partnering. Yeah. And the other thing I will say is that Jeff hardship. is always really good about um, when we get to a place scavenging for like the best coffee. 
So he'll be like, why don't you settle in? I'll go get us some coffee. When we all went up to Seattle, he was like, I'll get us crumpets. Like he does Mm -hmm. love to do that kind of food running errand stuff. And coffee is important to me while traveling. So Joey's also very good at making sure that the coffee is on point. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but I'm not picky about coffee. There just has to be Be coffee. coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I am a little picky because I just need something to uh, doctor it with because I can't drink coffee black. I'm getting there though. Yeah. getting there yeah. um anyway i'm about to sneeze but i want to wrap up this segment is there anything else on adventuring that you want to weigh in on that you want our listeners to know well i just i you know when when i was thinking about adventure like i i wanted to talk about obviously my my new personal growth moment mm-hmm. around what it really means to have an adventure for me in my life but i also think because we are a current podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> In the age of social media, Mm. I think it is like, and I think that we have a few minutes to like kind of have a brief discussion about part of this like longing and wanting Mm. and and imagining and fantasizing Mm. about what an adventurous life will look like, read what a happy life will look like. Mm. I will be happy when I have my adventures, when I could post pictures on top of a mountain like she does, Sure, when I could take my dog running in the gorge like she does when I could go to this foreign country like he does. And, um, and I think that that definitely has been a struggle for me Mm -hmm. with, um, that comparing, you know, I don't, I don't do a ton of comparing on social media, but when I do, it is usually around those, Mm. God, they're, they're They're Morocco. They're, they're in Switzerland. They're here. They're there. I totally agree. And, um, there's one person in particular that I follow that, I know she has a real fucking job. I know you have a real fucking job. But she's is this a person who's recently in Hawaii. I don't think so. Oh, okay, I wondered if I knew her. Yeah, no. Okay. Oh, no. Uh-huh. I'm like, who was recently in Hawaii? I don't that was me. Anyway. Oh yeah, you were um, recently in Hawaii. But no, like she is always on top of a fucking mountain and I know yeah. how long it t- takes to drive to the mountain and then to hike to the top and I'm like, when do you go to work? Like yeah. when do you go to work? Yeah. And then there's like all these other countries and I and it's really like fed my angst about the time I'm wasting at work at work yeah so I know we've talked about this for before but that shit ain't real boo (laughs) that is not real yeah and it's just another way like that comparing wrecks can wreck a person yeah and I think it's really easy to lose sight of the fact that you know somebody who went on who every year goes on a great adventure I'm not saying everyone does this like but you know or goes on a great physical adventure um people can repost pictures from other years right so it's like you might it's like sometimes they'll like oh missing Tahiti or whatever and it's like and I see the picture and I'm like oh they're fucking in Tahiti but they're not really in Tahiti they were in Tahiti five years ago or what you know what I mean but my brain doesn't care the illusion the illusion is still there right yeah and so one of the things I think I mean I really feel like Instagram alone has spurred the travel industry in a way that like I don't know if anything else ever could. Right. You know, I mean, because like I have never been so inundated with photos of, you know, and my parents had a national geographic subscription when I was growing up, but I feel like I've never been inundated with photos and content about places like I am today. And it's like, Oh my God. And I just feel like if I don't want to travel, what's wrong with me? If I don't have wanderlust, it just feels like everyone has all this wanderlust all the time. So like the comparison is real. Instagram, I think has done more for the travel industry than anything, anything else. And then to coincide with that kind of the rise of entrepreneurs, uh, people who are and, and the ability to work from anywhere right I guess. so not even actually the rise of entrepreneurs what I mean is the rise of um, connectivity yeah you know yeah. and so then when those two things there's a confluence of those two things then it's like you know all those all the, there are legitimately people who work from anywhere and are on a mountain every day and now somehow now my algorithm sees them and I'm like oh my god that's you know yeah but like even that I don't believe is is real mm. you're still seeing a picture mm-hmm. that glamorizes it yes. that is not real yes and knowing you know we know someone who did that and it was really challenging for her you mm-hmm. know so it's like it's just a good reminder like the pictures are an illusion the pictures they really are, are an illusion. an illusion and instagram puts them together in a way to, to make us like you know buy stuff and want to travel and do all that stuff i like the idea of being inspired by them i like the idea of having you know inspiration from them to plan adventures or you know just even- i don't i think it's bullshit no. <laughs> but yeah. i mean it's really easy to slip from like inspiration into comparison or into the illusion of like I should just be traveling 24 seven or something. Yeah. You know? Like God, this, like I've been saying this for a really long time is like my job is really getting in the way of my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's definitely true, but it's actually <laughs> not because my, my job allows me to have, have a, a life. life. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't want to ever forget that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know? I agree. I agree. Um, and, and, 
especially if like I do good work and I have purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. And oh God, I was going to say something else and I've totally forgotten, but I think that it, what it has to do with, it always comes down to self-knowledge and authenticity because while I admit I can be prey to comparison, I don't stay there long because mm-hmm. I'm able to have an awareness over what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then also with this new awareness about like, I'm on a pretty incredible adventure and um, even to where like I'm pretty much living the good life these days. And I think that right sizeness and um, appreciation of everything that's real around me Mm. is um, what helps me stay grounded when I feel that way looking at the Instagram. I love that. Yeah. I think just knowing that none of it's real helps. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Even well, with selfies. Even with selfies. Cause you know what we have to do to get some good angles on. We have we make Mark I don't know if Mark's gonna be able to take a selfie for us after this show with the spill he just took. Yeah, to we're, stand not gonna, on. we're not gonna we're not um, He's not going to be milking any cows. Uh-uh, no, he will not soon. be. Um, so anyway, we are uh, closing it up, closing yeah. up uh, from Boom. the winter wonderland that is Portland, Oregon tonight. We're sending you lots of love, light, and gold. And don't forget to... St- oh, I really wanted to sing Shallow, but I'll just say <laughs> stay vigilant. <laughs> 